0: Hey, all right, this is Tim Crisp, and you're listening to Road to the Skeleton Coast with Brendan Kelly. Bubbas, I found myself caught with a flu bug at the beginning of this week, so we had to postpone our conversation on Bad Religion Suffer, but in an effort to provide y'all with something to listen to on this humble Friday, we decided to post a conversation that Brendan and I had with Brian Fallon for our Patreons, patreon.com slash better sandwich. There are many more like this over there, and we encourage you to investigate and maybe even sign up to hear from others, like Dan Andriano, Chris number two, Dave Haas. We'll be back with your regularly scheduled programming next week. All right, on with the show.
1: Shit, Brian Fallon, you know, um... Uh I, I see we're already recording. Hi Tim. Hi Brian. Thanks for being here. Um, you know, since we're since we're already fucking up in this shit, I you know, you're you're big New Jersey guy. I'm a big Midwest guy, yeah. obviously. Uh I think <laughs> you and I have uh for better or for worse been aligned. Uh, indelibly with where we're from and yeah. uh so yeah i got a fucking uh bar in my basement <laughs> what the fuck what, what's what's in your ba do you have a diner in your basement
2: i don't i don't have a, basement. <laughs> a uh underneath it's just it's just a crawl space there's no no basements here you can't you can't dig too far down or the water will get you
1: yeah, yeah. Word. Um, yeah, thanks for being here. Thanks for everybody for coming to, um, uh, you know, Better Sandwich here. Um, this is uh, obviously the pay only. And, you know, we have a great, uh, spectacular guest today. This is Brian Fallon. Thank you so much for doing this, Brian. Um, I, I really fucking appreciate it. I know I kind of hit you up last minute. And uh, you're, uh, I'm, I'm sure, um, in the in the midst of uh, very, very, Uh, Busy schedule (laughs) So But yo I did hear Are you going on a tour soon? No What are you talking about? Well I I I was just talking to Toby And I And he was like What are you doing today? And I'm like Oh well you know I'm doing the podcast And uh I got I got Fallon coming on he's like I think he he's got Canadian dates that have not been canceled. No. And I was they, like, I don't even think we're allowed to go to Canada no, anymore. Not. Somebody
2: asked me that today. I think that there's, I've heard a lot of venues posting like dates that like, I heard that I was playing places in December in August. <laughs> I was like, I'm not playing anywhere like at all this year. It's not. Happening. So yeah. Right. Um, I don't really know what happened. Like something definitely got, cause I made like the hard announcement of like, this is not happening. And then, they moved once and now they're going to move again which is obvious, you know.
1: So uh yeah, but no, I'm not <laughs> So what 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 are you doing? I mean like, you know, you put out fucking uh local honey. It's a fucking great album. Thank you. Um and you don't get to do shit for it. So what, what do you do? What do you do?
2: You invent a, a show on Instagram and talk to people, and then
1: you yeah, know. no, no. You've had you've had a lot of really cool people on there. I'm really um I'm I'm really sorry that all the times you asked me to be on it, I couldn't yeah. uh, do it. But uh, you know I um I appreciate uh, I appreciate all the offers
2: because. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't think I got around to asking quite a few
3: people.
1: <laughs> no, no, man, I'm I'm kidding, but like, but seriously, like, I mean, you know, uh, a big a big part of this podcast is about like like the records. I'm a big part of this podcast. This podcast is basically about the records that I do. Um, and you know, we just had one come out this week, and um, so what's it like, man? You're sitting on like a fucking dope record, and what wh- what do you do? How do you like? How do you feel your baby getting born, man? I
2: mean, it's weird. We didn't have time. Uh, It was like me and, uh, you know, Lily Hyatt. Uh, I do not. uh, Like a singer-songwriter is cool. And uh, she put out a record the same day. And we both, like, were talking and saying, like, what do we do? Because there was no time to – we didn't have any, like, pre-time to, like, set up anything. And uh, it was just sort of, well, okay, you know, like, let's just let it go.
1: Right, and I mean, like you know, like so. I mean, I know, like I, I, I follow your career um, more, um, it yeah, yeah, carefully than probably it would be cool for me to admit, but uh, you know, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's all right. Uh, like I know that, like when you do solo stuff, and then, like sometimes, sometimes you just do solo stuff, and then it's like kind of done, and then you know, you do this, and you do this, and like, like I mean, you've got a lot like i can't even keep up with all these fucking bands that you're in and stuff like that so there is i think an aspect of what you do that's like kind of like i just put it out and it just lives
2: (laughs) i i don't know i do sometimes sometimes i just put things out and then see what happens
1: yeah and i mean so in that regard maybe it's not like totally as weird but still i mean weird fucking times
3: right man
2: yeah, I mean, for sure. I think that it, it is a, an odd thing because, like, when you're when you're just doing it, you know, like like we're doing it, like I'm doing it myself. Like I have a, you know, I have my label, and then I have partnered with Thirty Tigers. But like, it's essentially like you know, it, you're on your own. It's not like there's just some giant machine backing you up anymore. So you don't really know what to do, and you have to kind of just trust the people will find it that want to find it. Like kind of like how we did when we first started bands. It feels a lot like that.
1: Yeah. Right. Right. It's just, it's just like, well, and you know, and that's the thing that's like so weird. I think like, as I sort of like struggle to come to grips with how the world is right now. And it's like, I remember being like, and whatever the fucking band, it's like, Oh shit. No means no is coming to town. I've been a fan of no means no for 20 years and I've never had the opportunity to see him live. And, and, you know, I think we've been indoctrinated into this culture of, like, you put out a record, you have to tour, or nobody will know. But it's like, <laughs> I remember being a kid, and, like, that wasn't the case. It was like, I, I was just, like, heard the record and was like, whenever they come, I don't care how many decades it takes. Like, yeah. I, I will be there, you know? So it's just, it, it's it's fucked up. It's a, it's a fucked up uh, situationality, I guess, right now. It's well,
2: weird. I do think that there yeah there were bands that like I never saw 15 play ever but I got all their records you know and yeah Leatherface well, facing all those bands that were never coming here
1: yeah you know? totally well, dude uh 15 I drove to Detroit to see them play <laughs> um uh when when they were touring on I guess it would be um uh, is it surprise Mm, no, maybe this extra medium kickball star, and what? Which I mean, ooh, this is what you, very I like highly engaging content right now. Um, a band you've never heard of with one of their most obscure albums. I drove. To I go listen to Fifteen, everybody. It's
2: really, <laughs> you know, you're trip shrine, you Fifteen. Basically, you know anything that the
1: Ot the Otts do. Yeah, would, yeah, before the Otts, actually. <laughs> <laughs> The pre the pre aught is pretty yeah. good. Post post aught I have, I have dropped off with the aught. Dude, all I know is that like and uh, man, you know one thing I try to really refrain from doing on this is talk shit. But like okay. I also do I do it. I don't want to. No, I don't. Okay. Not, I also know that every time I talk to you, I fucking end up running my mouth a little bit about this kind of shit. But like. Yo, I was such a big 15 fan, and then he put out that fucking acoustic record, which was like 99. Oh, man. It was just like... What it did was it recalibrated my entire opinion of everything he's ever done ever because it was so fucked up. It was just like... A lot of the stuff was, like, overwrought and weird, just, like, kind of, like, which I can forgive anybody for just getting old and kind of losing it, right? You know, okay. like, like losing the magic.
2: Yeah, that it is. But, the Floyd record? I'm trying to imagine what this sounded like.
1: Do you, there's, the opening song, the chorus was, like, He raped me. <laughs> He raped me, <laughs> and it was, um, and it was about like a dude from, um, uh, from Gilman, who I guess had, like had some like uh, accusations levied against him, and I, I I cannot speak to whether those accusations were true or not, but the uh, Jeff Ott sure could in this song, <laughs> um, and and there was like a a line in it. And I just remember listening to it as, as, you know, like a young man. And I will sing you the exact line where I was like, um, this is a little weird. It's like, we're scared of being called homophobic. So we'll accept the idea of a man raping a boy. It's just part of being gay. (laughs) And I was like, um...
2: That seems strange.
1: This is a weird. I'm gonna
2: have to go investigate. This, this. is I a weird
1: thing this. for a song He's Definitely
2: giving me my afternoon project. <laughs> for sure. Like I wasn't sure what I was doing after this, and I'm very
1: clear on what I'm doing after this. Yeah, dude. That that, that doesn't I, sound like 15. No. Oh, it's well, it's Jeff Hot acoustic for one thing, and okay. and like you know, I will say Jeff Hot was like a. I have a fucking gigantic crimp tattoo on my leg. Like, I am a huge fan. Mm-hmm. And, what, like, what he did at first, like, I mean, I think, you know, fuck. I, I y- you and me came up together doing all this shit at the same time. And it's, like, you know, I remember, like, it's, like, first for me, it was, like, I heard, like, Minor Threat, I heard Bad Religion, I heard Bad Brains, you know, in these bands. And then and I was, like, man, these bands are just as cool as the bands on the radio. But they, like, they they answer to no masters, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Like, this is so dope. And then I heard 15, and I was like, holy shit, these guys make those bands look like the fucking Eagles. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah. Like, 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 they're playing, like, you know, and I remember Matt Stamps from Slapstick being like, yeah, you know, I've heard that like when fifteen players are through like little like, you know, one like one six inch fucking combo amp, and they're like barefooted and shit like that, and that's cool though. And I was like, that's amazing. And then you hear the records, and it's like, this was obviously one take, and, yeah. and like like for whatever reason at the time, that shit seemed cool. <laughs> I mean, you know. Because, because I, I guess with, like, the large of the music industry at the time, to do it in a way that I think is, like, maybe the world is coming back around to you now yeah. just seemed so revolutionary to, like, to be, like, fuck literally all your ideas about what's <laughs> supposed to go into a record. Like, singing in tune? Yeah, nah.
3: <laughs> no. No, no,
1: no, no, <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, uh, <laughs> which... I really fucking, I (laughs) I really, dig. But, um, yeah, the, um, the Jeff odd acoustic record is bizarre. And so I I guess all I was saying was, I don't want to, I don't want to shit talk somebody that's had a profound influence on my life, but he went and ah, God, it. It's like, it's like, like all of, I feel like I'm like dealing in string theory right now because every single thing I'm saying, it's like there's like a parallel thing that I should be saying at the same time. Like, right. Once you hear the acoustic version or the acoustic album, it's like, oh no, he was going crazy this whole time, which kind of like casts something on the rest of it. Yeah. Well, right. But like, so you actually uh, are, all right. I talk about you all the time on this podcast as somebody that's like just one of like the songwriters I admire the most. And like, you've been doing this for a very long time. I mean, the first tour Tim that, uh, Brian and I ever did together was in 2000. Um, you know, and, Mm -hmm. um, where Brian was the second guitar player who got to sing one song in a band and the other dudes would take me aside and be like, I don't know, should we let him sing that song? And I'm like, "Uh, yes, (laughs) you you really should. (laughs) Um, I I think... um, It's so funny. I don't want to tell you that that's the only good song you have, but uh, also, uh, yes, you should let him sing. You should (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they just put up, like, a picture a few, uh,
2: like, I guess a few months ago of, like, like, I just was, like, I guess they'd snapped a picture on that tour and I was, like, not looking happy. I was just kind of, like, you know, like, looking like this or whatever. And they're, like, Brian didn't have a good time. And then, like, I answered it, like, pretty directly. And I was, like, well, actually, I had a great time at some points. I said, you know, and I learned a lot on that tour. Like, the one thing, that was the first, like, real, I guess, professional band I was ever in like they like Casey for sure the other guitar player he taught me about like you have to play in time like the drummer is who you need to follow and like you can't just play out of like whatever you got to get like a real amp and a real guitar and I was just like oh, okay and so like but that whole time I I remember the the first thing just being like their guitar player or singer quit I guess and I I like knew who they were um but I found they were like, we're going on a tour with the Lawrence Arms. I was like, I'm in. I don't care what you sound like, I'm in. So yeah. I was a big Broadway fan, and then like going, and slapstick. And then going, I was just like, I'm, I want to go because I just want to see that band.
3: Yeah,
1: well, you know, it's, it's just so funny. And uh, by the way, we're, we're talking about a band called Lane Meyer um, out of New Jersey, who we've never mentioned by name, just in case. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's
0: like true believers. Remember, we talked about Lane Meyer on the
1: Apathy episode, I believe. Yeah, goddamn right. right. Um, but like. No, but that they, was... they, didn't have, they didn't ask me in any
2: of the reunion shows that they did over the years. So I don't know. I guess I got didn't get an invite.
1: In oh, they didn't. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that's because they just didn't want to have you there.
3: <laughs> I'm sure
1: it has nothing to do with the fact that they're like, um, we'd be very. This would be so humiliating to ask. <laughs> Brian to go do I don't think movie. it would be humiliating. I think
2: it would have been fun. Could have been like, hey, all right, why not? You know, like just a little little thing to do. It's just. I'll dude i'm 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 so less harsh than you would be about that situation
0: no 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 way i
1: dude i I love that kind of shit and i dude if you did a lane meyer reunion with them i would fucking fly to let's (laughs) pretend that the world exists right yeah uh i would fucking fly to new jersey to see that shit (laughs) if only for like all the people that are just like you know, forty-five yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. Uh, <laughs> the, that, that, that would that would be like. Ah!
2: <laughs> 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 I, think, I don't know. Like, it, I think that it would have been. I mean, I guess in the in the early days, that was probably the early days of, of Gaslight when they were doing all those reunions. But I, I never, I definitely did not get the call.
1: No, it's, it's so, I mean it's so fucking funny. Um, yeah, man, it's fucking. Why? Like, so you know, Like when I think about like the earliest gaslight anthem, I remember like uh, talking to Chicken from Dead to Me. Yeah, you know, on the phone, and and I'm like, w- "What's up? What you doing?" And he's like. We're out to with this band. They're called Gaslight Anthem. I'm like, okay, I don't know what that is. And he was like, give it five minutes. Like you're gonna know exactly <laughs> who this fucking band is. Uh, like he's like, he's like, we're headlining, but it's embarrassing. It's it's like when you guys went on tour with Taking Back Sunday, and I'm like, uh, I didn't really need that insult added to this, but uh, <laughs> I didn't know you went on tour with Taking Back Sunday. Oh no, we um, they opened for us. Um, it was like a six week tour, and and so long. The first like month, it was great, great, great shows for us. The last two weeks, um, we played. Last, uh, as opposed to headlining, <laughs> 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 <You know? laughs> yeah. and uh, and it really was a, a kick in the dick. But it's like you know, it's funny because I think you Gaslight Anthem has like a real reputation of being like one of those bands that uh kind of was like a rocket to Mars, like you know, like hey, they never did anything, and then boom, they're huge, and it's like. <laughs> You guys busted your dicks for a long fucking time. I mean, it's like I was on tour with you when you were fucking Lane Meyer, you know, in two thousand. That was twenty fucking years ago, you know. And it's like, and it's like, I does. I, I don't know because, like, on one hand, it's like a testament to like your fucking songwriting and stuff that it's like, yeah, they came out of nowhere and boom, everybody loves them, and now they're at fucking you know Fitness Plus on the fucking uh, elliptical machines or whatever. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's like, but I did put in all the fucking work. I mean, is there like a, I don't know. Um, I've I've never gotten any accolades, Brian. So I guess what I'm asking is, <laughs> what's that? <about? laughs> I
3: mean,
2: no. I I think that, that that thing definitely stems from a certain, like a certain group that that doesn't want that to happen. You know, that, that wants you to, like, there's a certain amount of of I don't know. It's like college. They want you to do your four years and get your your degree, and then they approve that whatever happens afterwards to a point. But like to me, I just sort of was like.
1: I stop you right there. That's one of the fucking smartest things I've ever heard anyone say. (laughs) Like I'm losing my mind at how fucking right on that. Yes,
2: yes. You have to do the punk steps. There's punk steps, and you have to do it. And like, but I, I did the thing. Like I had the, you know, like the upper respiratory infections should have been in the hospital, but instead I was in a German squat with no cell phone. Like we You're did all that. And like, dog
1: food and shit. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> it, 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 just, we, we. You know, the thing about us is like, we didn't really like, we didn't really say that we were like a punk band. We were never trying to like get on that. Like we're like punk, you know, like oh, DIY. Like we, we, I don't think we ever played Gilman street or anything like that. You know what I mean? Well, we expected it, but we didn't.
1: I'll tell you something. I played Gilman Street. Um, Weird. It's It's, it. it, I like what they've got going on there in theory, but then it's also like they've got just. It's it's like you know like sort of like weird like when like leftism becomes totalitarianism you know like um like uh, like it's there's so many rules and it's just like so much like policing. Yeah. going on and it's like okay so th- and 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 again you know we talk on this podcast a lot about how much like the gilman scene has profoundly influenced my career and my life and like and, and it's very very important and obviously it was neat but like at the same time it, it's like if punk gets to the point where it's got as many rules as like going to the courthouse like at what fucking point is that fucking punk? You know, and, and like what yeah. points it's like it's like like uh who who was I just talking to who fuck it was like the first time they ever played Gilman Street. And Kyle a, well yeah, yeah, it was Kinane on Last on this week. very podcast, <laughs> yeah. And he was like Last. and he was like I brought in some beers and and they were like, You can't drink it in here and I was like what we, so, okay, shooting heroin in the bathroom is fine, but I can't drink a beer. <laughs> you know, like a... <laughs> I don't think it's really like that. <laughs> no, it, no, it's not. I think I think the joke is that, like, uh, everyone there is shooting heroin in the bathroom anyway. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's like, your problem is the comedian drinking a couple of fucking tall old styles. Uh, I think it'll be <laughs> fine. You know, but...
2: But, but um... I think it gets like that for sure. But I, I mean, only with certain people, like we only had that for like a hot second. I remember right around that time, probably when we got off that tour, it was like dead to me in the draft. And then like, right after that, I was kind of like, why is everybody, how come everybody don't like us? You know? And, and I was just, but it was, it wasn't really everybody. It was just like a small thing. But then, I mean, that's just the way it is. Like if somebody gets a break there, everybody that doesn't like that break sort of, I don't know. There's two groups of people. There's people who see that as like, Oh, that's a win for everybody because that means the door just got wider. And then there's the people who say, well, that thing that happened to them should be mine, but that's never true under any circumstance. You know, like
1: Dude.
2: you can't spend my money and I can't. Oh, spend
1: yours. Yeah. I mean, like I remember talking to, um, I'll leave names out of this, but like a a friend of mine who's in, by all accounts, very successful band watching our mutual friends band become even more successful, which by the way, was like the kind of thing where it's like that other band was already more successful. And they were just like a a better band and destined to be more successful. I mean, (laughs) not even close, you know? And, And my buddy was like, that fucking sucks. I was like, that's our friend. Like, what do you mean it sucks? That's (laughs) dope that our friend is doing well. I'm like, if there's room for the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, both – there's room for your shitty band and this band also, <laughs> you know, like, like-
2: sure. people don't see it that way. I think that they see it as like, there's a limited amount of like accolades or press or
1: whatever or people bandwidth, whatever.
2: Right. Yeah. But there's, there's not, there's just <laughs> and, you absolutely- know, what's funny is like, it's the, the wildest thing is that audiences that like bands also like other bands. And <laughs> yeah
3: oh yeah
1: totally and like you know the, the, the well, shit man it's like you know like the just the other day like you know we put out a record and you said something nice about it and your success and kindness in that regard can only help my band it's not like yeah. and it i don't no, I have not crunched the numbers of how many people no longer listen to you, because now they've moved over to listening to us since you said that. But I don't think it's too many, you know? <laughs> a couple, yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, okay, well, I do like what everything Brian does. And if he's telling me to listen to this band, I guess it's I'm, 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 I'm done. I'm putting local honey down and I'm gonna go over and listen to the Lawrence Arms now and then vastly
2: similar records
1: though, you know. Um I think there's more similarities than uh like you you might uh initially think. I think there's a lot think, of like sure. wistful sadness and uh um I just uh, meant mine's slow
2: and lame and yours is cool and punk. That's it. I mean.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yours is not lame. It's I'm just kidding. um <laughs> Yours is still cool and punk, though. So it's both of those things all, all the way. Um, have, have you heard? This is so dumb and it's going to sound like a fucking weird non sequitur, but have you heard that new Goo, Goo doll shit? I haven't.
2: <laughs> I got off the train at that the, the, the big record after the big record. I got off the, the train on on that. I was like, this is cool. I'm going to leave now. <laughs> I was, I was like, like i kind of was like i like this song i'm gonna hear it in the dentist i'm off the thing
3: <laughs>
1: yeah yeah exactly um
2: no I was, I was just give a little bit song you know what i'm talking about that cover the the give a little
1: bit i was like oh dude you know like i don't like it so when i was when i was a kid um my mom did a lot of traveling and uh we we lived in a small apartment uh i cannot stress this enough. We weren't like a poor family. It was just me and my mom we lived in a two bedroom apartment. We were just like middle-class, uh, you know, divorced mother and son. Right. But she didn't have like a ton of money for fancy situations in terms of taking care of me. And, um, so for a long time we had, um, ladies who were, I think probably illegal, um, Polish immigrants that would, like, live in our house. And some of them spoke no English whatsoever. And then at a certain point, we got a college student um, who lived in the house. Just because my mom was traveling, like, three weeks at a time. And, like, I was a kid, you know. Yeah. And, um, and the hold me up had just come out by the Goo, Goo Dolls. And she was, like, my mom was out of town and Natasha my, the, the college student that lived in my house was like, "I think I'm gonna go to the Doll show," and I was like, <laughs> "You have to take me." And she's like, "It's 21 and over." It was at the Metro, and and I was like this is the worst moment of my life. Like uh, this like totally like smoking hot college student that lives in my house. And I'm like 12, you know? So it's just like, it's like my fantasy life here. Uh, And then she's going to see like the band that I would go on to impersonate in my band. (laughs) Eventually Um, she came back and I was like, how was it? And she was like, I remember cause she called me B. I remember the conversation. And she was like, B, you would have hated it. They covered Shout. Um, like the 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 Chubby Checker oh, one, whichever yeah. one. Like you little know bit you make softer now. A little bit softer now. And they like had everyone get down on the ground and shit. And I was like, No, they didn't.
2: That's cool if you're in MetLife
1: Stadium and you're Bruce Springsteen, it's sixty-five,
2: but that's not cool when you're in a punk band at the Metro.
1: There's nothing cool about covering that fucking song. I was like, I, I think maybe like Ween could cover it if they like did it through like like through a phaser bong or something like that. Like maybe there's like a version of Shout that I could get it give on. But uh no it, it was it was that was the first horseman of the apocalypse for the e <laughs> oh, for
3: me, man. <laughs> you know,
1: like I was like, ah, oh, the coolest band of all time. I'm sure that's a fluke. <laughs> and the next thing you know, <laughs> homeboys like looks like uh somebody took a mannequin and like stuffed it with squirrels and like put a Jennifer Aniston wig on it and poor <laughs> <laughs> oh, guy. He's got
2: he's, he's they they have some like what's up?
1: I, I,
0: his plastic surgery, like, uh, life is something that I find very, very fascinating. I'm very fascinated by it as like a Google like devoted fan since I was nine years old. It's yeah. one of the more fascinating aspects of Johnny Resnick is the way he looks right now and not yeah. wanting
1: to pass judgment, but a, like yo something's going on he's like give me the michael myers from halloween
2: (laughs) i definitely (laughs) stuck with them for a long time though like i remember getting the absolute crap beat out of me on the school bus by a kid named sam who's super tough and he he knew about like he was probably listening to like dri or whatever when we were four um (laughs) But, like, you know, he was just like that punk, like, just super punk. And, Mm like, I I think. Like, he had veins in places at like, <laughs> like, you shouldn't have, like, he was just at, like, he lived at fuming speed. He just had, like, these fists, and I'm sure that they glue, like, glowed, or what's the, I don't know, whatever, I didn't go to college.
1: <laughs> uh, glue like, is, like, glue. A, a, that's it's my glue. word now. Something <laughs> used to glow, it's a glue. They, they, they
2: glue. <laughs> they glue it. Phosphorescent. And, uh. So like I, I, he he used to come up and every day for like a year he would I would be sitting there on the bus just like you know like sitting there looking out the window and I would feel off the side of my headphones. What are you listening to? And it would usually be followed with like Homo or something like real classy. Uh, and then I'd be like uh, like the Goo Goo Dolls and and that was it. Pow. And I was <laughs> like, well, I'm like, all right. And and this was um this was probably like boy named goo era mm-hmm. so it wasn't it wasn't terrible but like it wasn't it was
1: you're, yeah you were still like oh i'm getting my ass kicked for this uh <laughs> i don't know if this but is
2: gonna... i hung on i was like <laughs> whatever you know
1: <laughs> it's like it's like when you're at the end of your like 30 days of like cabbage and salami diet or whatever and on like yeah. day 30 you're like really this is what i'm fucking yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, like, so out so i got it <laughs> <laughs>
2: and I, I thought for a second, I was like, maybe I should just bring cooler tapes to like bring at least for the bus. And then I was like, nah, you know, I just don't want to do that. Yeah. I'm gonna sit up front.
1: You know what I think is interesting is like you you know you said DRI and it's like DRI as a band that's kind of like off my radar. And I actually wanted to ask you about stuff. I
2: couldn't even it, tell you one. Song. It was like
1: off your radar, but um, DRI is like a band that I think. Actually, I uh, when I first the first time I ever met Tony from Municipal Waste. Are you familiar with that band? Yeah, their Richmond band. I they were at the Ginger Man. Well, they played at Metro, and then they were at Ginger Man. And I saw him, and I knew who he was because I'm a fan of Mus- Municipal Waste. But we didn't know each other, and uh he was just getting punished by somebody just terribly. And I was like, "Hey." Tony, you need to come with me right now. Trust me. And he was kind of like already getting punished. Didn't know who I was, and I was just like, "Come with me." And and um and as soon as we got away, I was like, "Hey, I'm the dude from Lawrence Arms. I just wanted to get you away from that conversation. Um, you don't have to talk to me, actually, but like, <laughs> you know, like I I got you. You know, like yeah. I I I see I see when that goes down. You yeah, know, see he, it was funny because Municipal Waste is a band from Richmond. Richmond is a town that, like, notoriously is, like, too cool for the Lawrence Arms. Uh, and Really? Well, not anymore. Last time we played there, it was very different. But it used to be like, – I think that there was a whole thing where it was like, yo, we got strike anywhere, you know, against me from right around here, hot water music, all this shit like a veil who the fuck do you think you are coming in with this kind of music and you know we were just like i mean i don't know we're just a much better band than all of those bands <laughs> tell you. Uh, you know uh, if you yeah if you like much worse music yeah go ahead uh, but uh, but uh, I'm, I'm joking of course but but like so like but there was that like attitude uh, <laughs> you know and uh and and so i think municipal ways to being the band that they are i was like i barely even wanted to tell them that i was in the lawrence arms right like uh you, you know because I, I really i just wanted to like i was just like I see a brother in trouble, man. You know, like I, I know that vibe. And I said, and he's like, Oh shit, you're in the you know, you know my band? I'm like, wait a second, you care about my band? And it was like, like it was like the two mill houses meeting in that episode of The Simpsons where they go to Shelbyville. <laughs> <And the world. laughs>
3: this is what it feels like.
1: <laughs> yeah. But um uh well fuck now. Oh, so I was, he, he was like, you don't like Municipal Waste. I'm like, I do. And let me tell you what I think Municipal Waste is like. And this might sound weird to you because you're in the band. I think Municipal Waste is the band that sounds like what people imagine DRI sounds like. Who <laughs> have never listened to DRI. <laughs> yeah. right? That's quite right. Because DRI is actually yeah. like kind of a funk band. You know? Oh, okay. <laughs> I care. I, I, I do not sound like municipalist. Okay. <laughs> a funk band. Yeah, they they've got some funk, <laughs> like they've the red got, hot chili peppers. They've got some slap and pop in there, okay. yeah, <laughs> for sure.
2: That is wild. I did not expect that. I thought it was just like this band that I had never heard because they were just like far too underground.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, yeah. Uh, I, I think they. I mean, they do have some like sort of like proto thrash kind of shit going on, but then also it's just like, you know, like not what I thought. No, no, Um do you ever you're you're getting in any funk? You ever playing a funk band?
2: Nah, never a funk band. Uh, I I do. I am an advocate for Freshante era Chili Peppers though, and everybody hates that.
1: You okay? You know what? You you are a fucking um a, an advocate of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, which
2: of I the Freshante era
1: cannot in good conscience <laughs> totally back. But I will say this uh, with. Hundred with peace and love, the Red Hot Chili Peppers with Furshanty,
2: yeah,
1: are the very arguably the greatest rock and roll outfit ever, except for the guy that sings. Oh yeah, I get behind that. No, <laughs> no, I get behind the that. Like yeah. it's a like, like, thing, you know. Like Chad Smith and Flea hold it down so beautifully and Freshante is actually as much as I hate the red hot chili peppers, yeah. I will I will say often that I think John Frashante is my favorite guitar player because he's one of the only guitarists that I can hear play and I know who it is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? To have a yeah, signature man. sound to come through an instrument like that is very unusual. It's like what Elton John can kind of do that with the piano. Yeah. Um, it, it, I really can't think of a, a. I guess John Bonham, maybe you could say, even though like all his shit's like sampled to death, and it's like, oh yeah, it's John Bonham because <laughs> I know it's John. But but right. you know, very few people can put such a signature through an instrument.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: right. I agree. And for is like, he's the best man. He's fucking awesome. And uh, and then they got that fucking dildo to sing. He's just like, hey-oh, this is what I say. That's oh. like, oh, that was a really good try. Um, it's so nice of you to come from your school to our school to sing for us
2: (laughs) (laughs) for sure like he's definitely not the strength of that band but i mean yeah he he i don't know every once in a while he'll drop a line like in under the bridge or something where it'll make me be like okay you know and that that kind of stuff is what saves it for me I'm not going to sit here and die on the cross of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, though. No,
1: no, no, no.
0: Is he I, kind I, of like the Jim Morrison of uh, of that era? Where No, it's just because like the doors completely deep. fucking suck. No,
1: no,
2: no, no. no, no. You, I hate the doors.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I do as well. Everything about the doors fucking sucks. Like, uh, Jim Morrison, like, talk, talk about... you. Okay, talk about a fucking thing... Imagine being a band so bad that Jim Morrison isn't even the worst part of the band. <laughs> <laughs> like it's unbelievable. You know. Uh, so um you so there's a book uh Sean Nader, you remember our old uh merch guy Sean Nader. Uh Brian, maybe he's the cool. artist he he paints all like the shit that we do that looks like it's like kind of like really perverse kids drawings and stuff like that it's like very much but anyway he's um he's an integral part of our organization to this day and he was uh, our merch guy forever but he called me <laughs> and he's like i just got this fucking book man and it presupposes what if Jim Morrison didn't die oh, yes. and actually faked his death and went to an Island and started a utopian society based on the teachings of the doors. And I'm like, shut up. That sucks so bad. And he goes, Oh, that's not the worst part. Do you know who wrote the book? I'm like, no. And he's like, Ray Manzarek. <laughs> of the doors. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, it's like it's not enough that you're coasting on this fucking, fucking bloated life raft full of fucking beer and cocoa Puffs, fucking, Like, sang your shitty songs. Now you're fucking writing songs about if you'd stayed alive.
2: Uh, <laughs> so, I don't know. I thought you were going to say it was written by Anthony Kiedis. <laughs> <laughs> it was. What happened there? And have you read that book by Anthony yes. Keenest, by the way? I did not. No. Oh. Uh, yeah.
1: Um, no. Actually, Sean Nader, same guy, he had it on a European tour. And at a certain point, I finished, like, I had, like, a couple books with me and I, like, blazed through them and I was like, I'm going to read this fucking book because it's right here. It was, like, sitting in the shotgun seat. And um, uh, it's offensively terrible. Uh, like uh oh my god that there's the one line that like sticks with me forever and this will be like the last line I cogently can like conceptualize in my brain before I die because like that's the way hell works. Um is like it was like he was talking about dating Sinead O'Connor, and he's like, "But she really wasn't letting me in there." And I don't just mean vaginally. Is that a line in a published book. <laughs> okay, I don't need to read that book. Yeah, no. I mean, I, 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 there's two schools of thought. Like, one is like. Wow, that's in the book? I should probably read this because there's probably a lot of really stupid fucking shit in that book. But
2: Where's the editor during that, that time? Like, just like working for... <laughs>
0: that guy doesn't get paid to say
2: no. Mm. I, You know, I wonder if you get to that. I was always... I never quite reached that stage of the no-no stage, and I imagine that that's probably where they are. Is like a stage where no one says like,
3: you don't want to say that. Yeah.
1: yeah word yeah i mean well it's like that's kind of like what some kind of monster is about right i mean mm-hmm. you know it's like yeah. imagine the best band in the world recording in a garage now imagine that band is metallica it's like i'm really glad you differentiated those two <laughs> things because yeah okay <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, Their first EP was kind of called Garage Days, so we could have imagined that pretty simply.
1: The, the, dude, talk, talk about a band that's gone from fucking great to terrible. I mean, for fuck's <laughs> sakes. Um, that, like, I mean, I don't know. It's like, dude, make it fun of Metallica. It's so funny. They're making fun of Metallica is like shooting fish in a barrel because it's like, that's kind of like being like, yeah, you know, making fun of uh, the insurance industry—it's—it's it's too easy. It's like—it's like no, it's like the most powerful, corrupt organization out there that ruins everything. Of course, we should be making fun of it, but it also—it's—it's it, it's, like I always feel bad for Metallica uh, because they suck so much um, uh, now.
3: <laughs> they used to be so great.
1: I mean, I think there's an argument to be made that there's a point where. Um, uh, James Hetfield was the most talented visionary musician in the Western world. Um, Like, when Master of Puppets was coming out, yeah. that shit was, like, that, like, doodle bap, punk rock, Gilman Street beat, because they were a Gilman band. Yeah. Um, And then... Kicking those melodies while still, like, doing thrash, which they were, like, pioneering at the time. Yeah. And then kicking down into, like, flamenco guitars in order to make what came back so heavy. It's, like... It's pretty wild when you listen to it now. Mm -hmm. It is on par with, like, Suffer by bad religion, when all of a sudden it's like, yeah, we're going to do church choirs in the back of this. And actually it's going to sound badass instead of completely, you know, pussified or whatever, whatever you think when you incorporate a church sound. But we're, we're, we're going to make it sound like <laughs> fucking gnarly as hell. Everybody, let's bring in the church sound. Time
2: to ruin the band. <laughs> well, okay, so this this is actually, this metallic example is kind of, this is where I – I will die on the hill of that, that this is the time when their uh, bands need to go. Maybe that's enough. And, and not all bands need to do that. So I think that a band like, okay, so I think that I'm not saying this cause you're here, but I think that your band, I think that, uh, I think that a band like jawbreaker has potential to go on for a long time. Uh, I would not be upset if Leatherface was still going because I don't mm-hmm. think that what they're doing is they're not doing like jump up and down and they don't rely on youth to get their point across. They never did. It was sort of this like pretty literary guy playing the police finger picked mm-hmm. and he just happened to be in a punk band. Yeah. And I think that that's the, the thing. But when you're, when you're like Metallica and I'm 60 It's like, (laughs) I don't know about this. Like I feel uncomfortable because like what I'm seeing is not what I'm hearing and what I'm hearing. And what I did hear when I was so young was so like they were the revolutionary band, even when they did the black album, it was revolutionary and it, it opened metal music to the world. And then at what point do you say, we're not doing anything close to that anymore. It's time to go home and be old and cool. (laughs) <laughs>
1: if, if you stop you'll remain cool forever yeah no you know it's it's so funny that you actually brought this up because it was something that uh i actually wanted to ask you about which is like uh and i i think i actually even started to and like got distracted believe sure. it or not um but uh <laughs> the, like you've been doing this for a really long time and you're batting average is really really high and every time you put out a new record you still maintain that high batting average but that means that every time you put out a new record it means the pressure's fucking on again for the next one right and it's like and it's like we've all seen like our favorite bands like i am not like naming any names, but I have bands that I are like beloved by me where at a certain point I was like, oh, and then they started to suck. Yeah. You know, and, and like and like so I, you know, for me I've always likened it to to working out, you know, I've been like, yeah, you know, it used to take me two minutes to do 150 push-ups. Now it might take me an hour, because I'm old. Okay. Yeah, yeah yeah whatever. <laughs> and like and and like I I just want to be hyper aware of what how do you know, man? How do you know when you you fuck up and and you well, how do, yeah. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. You have to be really honest with like what you're looking at in the mirror and, and like what you're looking at on the paper and kind of go like I mean, you have to go this is lame. It's not cool anymore. Like it's just uh, like the the tank is is. Do you have Do you have that? I, I have had that for sure. I mean, I've definitely you've, you've you've scrapped an
1: album, haven't you?
2: I I think that multiple. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, no, that's you great. Know? Yeah, that's. I yeah. mean, like, I I scrap songs, you know, oh,
2: like... not A recorded album, not a recorded one.
1: Okay. i I I would
2: do that before uh like before the studio came into play but but yeah sure i mean that that's why i don't do like the i mean there's probably a lot of money for there to be a new gaslight record but i it's it would be terrible because i know that that it like whenever i would sit down to think about that it would just be like all i can see is is like post-load metallica <laughs>
1: <laughs> where they're sleeping post Metallica is there I'm anything so like there. more is there anything more like Fucking evocative than the idea of Metallica literally blowing a load and then passing out. Like they they, they call their albums "Load."
2: (laughs) (laughs) What do you say? Like, what what do you say to people? Because people will never believe that. Like people who they're like, Nah, you can do it once. You can do it a hundred times. Like you know, when Babe Ruth has his arthritis setting in, he can't slam a home run anymore. (laughs) Like some people can,
1: but some people can't right there's there's just like yeah i i actually mentioned this on this very podcast so i apologize for repeating myself but it's like ryan young said to me one time he's like how many songs you got in that toothpaste tube up there in your head you know like once you get all squeezed (laughs) out and i was like I never really thought of it in those terms before, but thanks for like, I don't think you're making my shit finite. Uh, I don't you know? think that.
2: <laughs> I think that what you're doing is this smart thing where there's like years between releases and there's, you know, there's not, but you're not trying to be like the biggest band in the world. As far as I know, you know, like
1: now we're just going to end up being that, but we're yeah, not trying. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I think,
2: like there's a difference between like their bands that become like, Sort of these legendary things and cool. I, I mean, I'd rather go down in the in the the punk manual of like the footnote of like this was a cool band, you know, like, and then not have it be like, oh, that was a band that just kept going. And
1: yeah, the- well, I got I got some good news for you. I yeah. think you will at least uh, be in the footnotes of uh, <laughs> punk <laughs> for sure. Um, I think that though, probably next
2: it- to television.
1: Um, yeah, but you got but you like your entire career whether it's like the horrible crows or what is it, molly and the zombies is that correct is that yeah well,
2: which is which is a band that lasted for a show yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You know, but shows but I, I told you i follow your career more than it's cool to admit okay. um and, uh, or gaslight or whatever you do solo like um you got you know you said earlier you're like yeah we we're not trying to be like a punk band and i think that's only worked to your fucking benefit and like and you have been allowed to do a lot of things that uh and by being allowed to do that is so cringy that's even like a thing to be said but like you get, you get a lot of leeway to do a lot of experimentation sonically yeah. with what you do, with the shows you play, with the people you take on tour, with whatever. And and it's because of, ironically, issuing the anything goes, fuck it, you can do whatever you want, ethos of punk rock, mm-hmm. right? like yeah. By dusting, by kicking that off your boots you get to do more.
2: <laughs> well, that's what I was saying about the the rule book. We, we kind of just were like, eh, I don't know about that. Cause yeah. I done that from when I was a kid, like in the, the, I guess in the early nineties, it was much more like there was like this rule book. And like you, when you first got into punk, you kind of got beat up by the other punks to be a punk. And that was lame. And, like, I remember that being, like, well, I, what you, I like this music, and now you're going to beat me up, too? Like, I, I was, like, this is this. So I, like, made a mental note. I was just, like, you know, at, like, on the ground getting kicked. I was, like, this is probably not the way to go when you're older.
1: Yeah, here in Chicago, it's the first rule of Fireside Bowl. As soon as you walk in, you find the biggest guy in there, and you break their heart. <laughs> try try it right, that's like the prison joke. I don't know. That <laughs> <laughs> didn't fly. Uh, you know, like we go to jail, <laughs> and you find the biggest guy in the room and you kick their ass or whatever. That's the I never, jail joke.
2: Yeah, really? Yeah, I try to stay out of jail.
1: Oh shit! You got so many tattoos on your fingers. I figured you've been in jail a few times. <laughs> yeah, a couple. A lot of songs about diners and bad coffee. I'm like, it's those no songs about jail. <laughs> no, no diners and bad coffee and finger tattoos that, that's like that's like hey i don't have any songs about how my dad fucked me but i do have a lot of songs about like clowns and uh you know like uh, how i hang out by the playground uh, you know kind of put it all together um oh yeah that helps that put it right into perspective <laughs> so i'm gonna stop talking go on <laughs> Oh yeah, so
2: I I think that that was the kind of thing. But we we had uh, what I like to finally call the permission bands that came out before us that allowed. I don't think if I my band came out in 1992, that would have been so cool, and I don't think we would have gotten away with it. Um, not gotten away with it, but I don't think that if if Jawbreaker hadn't have done Dear You and sort of just abruptly, you know, made everybody insane, and then <laughs> there was like there was you guys. And then there was, there was hot water and against me and all these bands that sort of said, we like other things besides just, you know, like the cramps and the germs. It's like, it's okay to be like, Hey, Tom Petty's pretty good too. And, and right. that, that came out uh, like, and it, it opened up everything a little bit more. So by the time we walked through the door, it was already okay to do that because we yeah. never, but we also knew don't claim, don't be like, you know, we respected that there was a DIY scene and that they were on their own and that, that, and that we weren't that. And we didn't want to, you know, get the, we sort of didn't want to claim to be that. Cause we weren't that.
1: Sure. You know, and it's funny, like, I think, so like it, and I think a very, very small way, uh, my band, when we did a uh, 2006 record, Ocalcutta, kind of like changed a little, like corner of like the punk scene a little bit, like kind of like the fest culture um, thing. Yeah. It, it, it kind of trans. I, I mean, I don't know. I like. I think. I think it was ready to go there anyway. I don't know if like I. I Think that we should take credit for that, but we just happen to kind of be first. Isn't it cute how modest he is? <laughs> so adorable. No, me. but like I, th- I think I think we just happened to be the first people on a uh, a zeitgeist that was happening. Right? We we just happened to put out a record first, whatever, and it happened to be the best record because um, we're the best band in the world. Um, and but but like you for fuck's sakes, changed, like, modern punk rock and even, like, regular rock and roll. Like, just... And and it was just by being, like, here's actual rock and roll. How about this? And people were like, I've never heard anything like this before.
2: Everybody (laughs) acted like it was something, like, (laughs) like, like strangely, like... It was just, like... Just kind of, like, going through my mom's records and then mixing it with my own records that I like. No, no,
1: and I mean, my point is, like, I feel, like, uncomfortable even, like, taking any credit for, like, the, the shift that happened around, like, the one record we did. I, I got to imagine that you're like, but it's so undeniable. It's like Gaslight Anthem changed the face of rock and roll music in the last half of the first decade of the 2000s for sure, right? I mean, like... Think,
0: Absolutely, did. There was not a person in two thousand and nine, ten who didn't hear Sink or Swim and said, "Oh fuck!" Immediately, I really? say that for a fact,
3: yeah. But like, I mean, and it well, was
0: just, it was like there was nothing. Did, there was nothing about it other around? than it was fucking good. That's all it was. It was just a good record, and it was like everything that everybody was kind of wanting at the same time
2: yeah I, yeah that's just like that's that's kind of like a stroke of luck though where you just hit on that on that thing like at the time when people want it and that's why a band will sort of pop off because you can't really say like I've, i i i like the first couple like bonnie bear records and i think they're they're good and, but I, I can't tell you why. I, like, I know why I like it, because totally. it reminds me of, like, the bands I would... Like, it reminds me of, like, American football, like, and the Pixies together. But then, like, why did that get huge? Well, because people wanted that. Like, but it doesn't make any right. sense. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no chorus, you know? And Right.
1: I, you, yeah. and, oh. Oh, it, I'm so glad you brought up this fucking Bonnie Bear. <laughs> oh, <God>. That fucking <laughs> song which one skinny love i ma 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 it's a great song i love the song but like any tiny amount of scrutiny into that song i told you to be patient and i told you to be kind it's like what the fuck kind of asshole, first of all, tell someone to be patient and be kind, and then goes back and says, and I told you to be patient. And I told, like, it's already a re- reiteration of being an
3: asshole. Is <laughs> yeah, what he's saying? Isn't it? See, the, the, yeah. the
1: benefit of... And I told you to be patient, <laughs> and I told you to be kind. And it's like... I don't think that that's... <laughs> It's like you're telling this bitch again. I don't think that that's exactly how it's intended to be. I think well, like, then that means it sucks.
3: <laughs> that's how it it's, like,
2: it's like a like a like a frustration. Like when when somebody says to you, "Like I told you not to stick your hand in there," you know, like
1: <laughs> it's an electric socket. You know, like but but, but I, I, you know what? Brian, I would agree with you if it wasn't. I told you to be patient because that from a man coming to who you have to assume is like some kind of partner of some kind.
0: I think it's for Emma. I think it was, he was talking, it was like
1: forever ago. (laughs) I told you to be patient. It's like, can you imagine the litany of situations that have led up to somebody saying, I told you to be patient to your old lady. It's like it's like hey, could you please stop like shitting in our bedroom, please? Just be patient. Uh, I will eventually fucking pull this off. Uh, yeah, yeah, I will stop shitting in the bedroom. Um, hey, remember when I asked you to stop shitting in the bedroom? Um, yeah, I told you to be patient. <laughs> <laughs> let's get let's well, get, get stereo gum on the phone
2: right now. We're gonna ask them about this. Diet, what do you call this analysis of? I was more talking about like the the. That it doesn't it doesn't like make sense why it's so giant. You know, like like I mean, it
0: smells like teen spirit. It's like there's there's nothing about that that wasn't already happening. It just happened
1: the way that it happened right there, and everything happened. Yeah, except for, I think, but what you're saying, Brian, it was like, the Bon Iver stuff is like, kind of like, shit-fi recorded in like a like a shack, and like, and the guy is just like, kind of like, like, 50% of that album's like, <laughs> yeah. Well, you see what I mean, though? It's yeah, you hard. know, And it's like, it's like, like why and, is that- and, and, and like it, it and it and it's just like, but that's what the world wanted, and it's yeah, it's it's kind of like when the fucking uh to be honest, the white stripes came out, right, yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know, like I remember walking around the shelter, like the Lawrence arms we play in the shelter, in fact, I bet the lawrence arms um and uh uh Lane Meyer probably played the shelter on that tour, Jack White in the basement. Very hard to miss, by the way, because um, he's like six six and looks like Beetlejuice, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and 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 he would just be fucking walking around, being like. Yeah, I think mean, that's really important. I, that's my Matt Skiba impersonation, but I'm just gonna do Jack White because like I, I, I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna do him as skeba. Uh, I, I don't have a Jack White impersonation. I don't know what he sounds like.
0: Sure, there's nothing to read into this, but go No, <laughs>
1: Matt, Matt Skiba is one of my dearest friends. I, I have nothing but respect and love
2: for Matt Skiba. Um, but, okay, well, Matt, but, I think Matt's probably doing the same thing, though, right? Like, he's no. just kind of like, well, I'm going to put out a record every while. I don't know. Uh, he's well, he got the home run. He's got the the A-Rod Lakers seats. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, like, dude. Yeah, no. I mean, like, I think Matt's chillin'.
2: But... No. Okay. Like, you no. Know, like, if you if you've sort of analyzed where your position and place is in life, I think Matt is a great example of someone who's like, I have the Lakers seats. I don't know if I, if I have any more songs to to play at the Metro.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well. Um. There, there's uh, there, there, a there's much to discuss on a, <laughs> a phone call that's not going out on a podcast we could talk about. But like, uh, <laughs> I, I, I will tell you, like, um. Like I know that Matt loves being in the trio still, and he loves, um, you know, being in Blink, and it's not lost on him how fucking stoked he is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and and and, yeah, and it's it's fucking great, and it's like I think it does, um, you know. Again, without like I'm not trying to put like fucking words in his mouth. I assume it's probably hard to go back down to one bus. (laughs) <laughs> when you've got your own bus with just you and your personal tour manager. Thank uh, you, though.
2: Know, but some, everybody <laughs> always says, like, oh, you know, like, like, when you asked me at the beginning of this, like, would you have done those Lane Meyer reunions? And I would have been like, yeah, because why not? Like, that's fun. Like, you know, it. it I wouldn't now. But, like, then at the time, like, it just, it It would have been like, all right. Like, I think that that would have been. But
1: you fun. wouldn't now?
2: No, because, no. Because why? Too I, famous? I, covid oh just because i got well sans covid like, yeah, no. I've got to, that's the end all. I can't, I can't, I'm taking
1: everything off the rails here. Yeah, my, the
2: my wife asked me to clean something and I, I COVID. I don't
1: I can't, <laughs> I can't go anywhere. Uh, you're, you're but, kidding uh, me? There's COVID out there. I'm not going under the house.
3: Break the leaves. Are you, what are you kidding? There's COVID out there.
2: out there. But I think that you know in that situation, like, why now? Because well, because I don't know. I'm just not interested in it now, and it's because I don't want to. Like I think that it would be like no no real reason to. Um yeah. other than just to I don't I didn't have to learn the songs
1: and the whole I don't like that. No, no 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 I believe me. You don't know. No, I but I was just cool more to trying to uh impart the idea that it's like once you fucking you know once you go black, you never go back, man. It's like Betsky was in the fucking Blink One Eighty Two, and I went out. He flew me out for a day of that shit. What's going? Cool. I didn't want to go home. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, awesome though. That's the thing. It's
2: awesome. Like even there's no way to cut it where you take like the most staunch punk from Gilman Street, put him on a stage with firing cannons and people screaming and Travis Barker spinning upside down or whatever he's doing now. Yeah. Like, it's awesome. You're like, I'm at the
1: carnival every night. You know, and Oh and no, they- it's the size it's bigger than Riot Fest.
2: Every well, I don't know. Riot Fest has never yeah. booked me. <laughs> Why are you fucking shitting well, me? they don't like lame acoustic stuff. Huh. <laughs> I don't know. Right, I think Gaslight played Ryan Fest once. I was going to
1: say, well, if, if, I mean, I, I know a guy. If you... Uh, if you, <laughs> I, mean, I would
2: play, I, I'd do a juggling act on the side stage and uh, DJ or whatever. We should, we should cool. do like a
1: who's on first kind of thing. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> yeah. Two acoustic guitars and then we're just fucking... And, and then we just like straight up recite like... Very old, like 1920s radio play comedy, uh, like duo bits. It's yeah. just like, Hey there, Mortimer, what's work. going on with your cumberbund? You know, <laughs> that kind <Yeah>. of shit. <laughs>
2: we're just we're looking for free tickets for Jawbreaker. <laughs> you know, like I just want to see, like, like
1: what? Come on. We, I, I mean, I'm probably not supposed to say this, but uh, Jawbreaker was supposed to play Chicago and we were going to play with them. Uh, in, yeah, cool. sure I'm not supposed to say this but what, whatever who gives a fuck the world's going to end good luck seeing uh, any live music earth um, the, but yeah we, we, and uh, it was going to be interesting those guys kind of fucking I, I don't think they like me I think they the jawbreakers yes I don't know. I've
2: stayed very far away from them because in the off chance that I don't like them or they don't like me, it will ruin a lot of magic for me.
1: I I, I really feel you, and I've read like a couple of interviews where uh, Blake has said some things that have like rubbed me really the wrong way, and I it's understand about you. No, no, not specifically about oh. me. Um, and like, I don't know, like. Dragging someone over the coals for an interview that they did, uh, I understand you do a lot of interviews when, like, uh, album cycle's happening or whatever, and sometimes you get into one, and you're like, yeah, you know what, fuck this, and fuck this, and fuck this, and then you're like, ah, uh, that was the interview, oops, you know, kind of, like, so... <laughs> you can always leave. Yeah, well... Yeah, no, we we, we're not all camera. fucking Brian Fallon, dude. No, are what is, we, <laughs>
2: what are you, Blake's gonna get. I mean, Blake is probably on par, if not a more legendary band, you know? Like that's that's Yeah. Uh, I,
1: I've, I've never seen anyone who was allowed to smoke backstage at the House of Blues before, uh besides you. And I was there when Wu Tang Clan was there. So <laughs>
2: I smoked in the backstage. Yeah. I, yeah. There's no way that that didn't
1: happen. I, I uh... so um, you know, like I mean, you you breathe a rare air where you can get away, and I think Blake Schwarzenbach probably does too. And probably the interview that I read with him was indicative of his actual feelings, and that's it seemed very measured, and I really hated it, and it made me very angry but I still choose to believe that it was a, just a moment of him being a dude, you know, and just kind of like letting it all out there. Um, but I walked by them at riot fest and it was like Blake and, uh failure walking by me like in the, in the back, that back, uh, Quarter, well, you don't know, yeah, Brian You must have an Fest It's so about. lovely. Uh, and, and, and so there's this fucking like by the trailers. Yeah, I, it's like every fucking festival in the universe, um, and,
2: and except for it's cool and in Chicago, and I didn't get invited.
1: Yeah, that's it, right, right. Like Lollapalooza Yeah, well, well, I mean, <laughs> Los in Chicago, but not. Cool. I know. It's not cool, and it, not like, I didn't get invited to that one either. Only Laura Jane Grace gets invited to Lollapalooza. program
2: <laughs> Is Pearl Graham playing yet and Rage Against the Machine and all that? Like, that's when it was cool. That... that yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Dude, dude, your jokes are so fast. I was going to be like, that was... Oh, that was Lollapalooza. Yeah, okay. <laughs>
2: Uh, no, uh, so, so oh, they're in, gonna, We're in Chicago, Pitchfork Fest. They're definitely not
1: inviting me. I don't know. Pitch, no, <laughs> Pitchfork. Can, yeah. it's, it's 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 just like, and um, you know, it's like <laughs> little Oxycontin. And um, headliners, the people that made the music for the Target commercial. Uh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah, <I was> like <laughs> yeah, Jeff Rosenstock. That was that was cool. <laughs> it's just like it's just like sound cool. SoundCloud rappers and like the most absurd, like hyper mainstream people that are so mainstream that they're like back to underground. You know, like that's kind of how Carly Ray Jepsen became like. An actual, who, by the way, is great, but, like, she was just, like, so ridiculous that, like, Pitchfork was, like, come on. And then all the the fucking weirdos were, like, are we allowed to like this? And then then they did. And now she's, like, this, like, fucking... and she's got a great career. I don't have a single bad thing to say about Carly Rae Jepsen. But she was ready to be mocked until she was so mainstream that... Uh, and, uh, Tim, are you giving me the eyes, like, stop talking right now? What? Uh, no! <laughs> yeah. Watching the computer screen. Okay. Lots yeah. of
2: things happen. There's things. There's things happening. Yeah, but,
1: but like... but. You know what I mean? It was like I do. I do. Yeah, it was like people a, wanted to laugh at her, and then I think people laughed so hard at her that they were like, "Let's put her on pitchfork. This would be hilarious." And then she just happened to be a great pop songstress, and then the hipsters were like, "It's cool. Oh, we love this." Yeah. And then everybody was like, "Yeah, we knew all the time. We knew." There's it all one time. thing that I would make a <laughs> prediction of that. That.
2: So there was a long time in the beginning where Wilco, another Chicago band, that Pitchfork loved them, and then they started doing guitar solos, which mm-hmm. is no no. And then and then they, they sort of just dropped off the Pitchfork like favorability scale. And and then, but I I bet you that it's. I think with these things, it's a matter of time. Like you're on it, you're not on it, and then you're back on it. Like if you live long enough, you're legendary, mm-hmm. really, unless you ruin it somehow. By and what I think is sometimes the the option is ruin it by something you do, something you don't do, or something that you if you keep going <laughs> if you what something
1: you fuck. Well, I mean, you know yeah. that, but yeah, you know like it's, yeah, it's like um, fucking, uh, uh you know uh, uh who, who it's like Halsey found fucking a. Series of wild animals, uh, you know, and oh, from New Jersey. Oh, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I don't know anything else about it, but
2: yeah, New Jersey. Um, but I think that you, you, it goes like these, these flows. I mean, you can even remember, like, but I mean, you probably hated Pearl Jam,
1: right? Uh, I did not hate Pearl Jam. I actually, I actually wrote an article for Noisy about how. Nirvana gets all the credit for everything that Pearl Jam actually yeah,
2: wow. did. Send me that. I want I to read that.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, and it's pretty fucking easy to Google. Uh, I...
3: Okay. I yeah, right. Hey, thanks,
1: <laughs> son of a bitch. No, no I'll, send, I'll send it to you. Well, I figured
2: it to... you probably had it like highlighted in your favorite. In your right, yeah, no, it's just it's,
1: <laughs> it's still on my desktop right now. I wrote it ten years it's, ago, but like I, I everything. <laughs> I, I got do.
2: contacts with the whole thing. You just read it. Uh, but I mean, yeah, like it just fall. You know, p- things fall out of favor, and then they kind of come back. I mean, like even even now, you know, we like we just all do that. It,
1: it and then up again. Well, yeah, I mean, like, uh, well, there's so much stuff. You know, like re- Neil Diamond kind of went through that, right? Yes. Like, we're like Neil Diamond was the wackest motherfucker of all time. But he didn't he didn't get famous by being the wackest motherfucker of all time. He got famous by fucking all of our moms. You know? <laughs> like uh, and and then like, and then they had kids and they were like, no, I never fucked Neil Diamond and then Neil Diamond, this guy's a fucking asshole. And <laughs> and then, and, then, Caroline. and then those children that he put in all of our moms became teenage girls who were like. That Neil Diamond, I, you know, I genetically have some sort of predisposition to like him.
2: What was his last I, album rated on Pitchfork?
1: 69, actually. Uh, it's so, I think like the fruit is right there and you just grab it and take a bite. <laughs> <laughs> this is good stuff. I like it. Oh, man. Um, fuck it. Dude, all right. We, I told you it would be an hour, and it's been an hour and twenty right. minutes. And and like I, I where am I going? I don't want to fuck keep you, man. But I, I really enjoy talking to you. And it's like, I mean, like every time I fucking get on the horn with you, I'm just like, I don't want this to end. I, I, I love you. I admire you so much. And you're like the, it, I relentlessly rip off your music. And um, I, I think I, you're so talented. If you ever stop doing it. I will have nothing to steal from.
2: Uh, We do. I mean, it's all well. I mean, though, not for nothing, though. Like, I think that I put a huge piece together. Like when with your with your writing, I've told you that a hundred times. You know, like the I don't you don't give yourself enough credit. Like Dan and I, Dan Trio and I, talk about this at length. How it just you know. You're doing the same thing. You're feeding into this into the, the 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 thing, and there's definitely stuff that I wouldn't have known, you know, had you not been writing songs. So it's it, it's a mutual thing for sure.
1: Well, I it's such kind words from somebody I respect very much, and like I'm fucking, I'm really really fucking thankful you're on this. Ah, this might be my favorite one, Tim. Uh, I think that's a good one I enjoyed yeah,
2: it thoroughly. As long as you don't have Frank Turner nobody's going to beat this. Oh. Uh, he's probably got numbers through the roof on me. So <laughs> got to keep it to me, and leave it there. Don't have ski on either.
1: Oh no no yeah yeah I mean I <laughs> Just you know what? I could do like an hour. It was just the text messages of me and Skiba trying to get this done. Uh, like, like <laughs> if, if if I ever asked him, I never have. But it's like, so you want to do this? Nothing for four days. Four a.m. Six days later, twenty-five texts. Yeah, buddy. What do you mean? How are you doing? You know what? I'm with your friend Ball. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I could just do the yeah, like, like the fucking the, the back and forth of trying to keep on here for an hour, but yeah, uh,
2: easy. You gotta get you gotta get all oh, everybody. You gotta get some the Chicago fest, you know?
1: Yeah, goddamn that. Right. Tim, call Tim. Oh yeah, no, no, we'll, we'll, we'll fucking okay. talk. To, we'll talk to Tim and Jake. Yeah, okay. right, just yeah. you, you've just you've really come up a lot in the famous podcast. Famous yeah,
2: yeah, famous <laughs> Tim. <laughs>
1: All right, we're we, just doing Dave Haas bits now. That's your, oh, that's
2: yeah. your thing? That's my text buddy. Hey,
1: right, look, I steal from you. You're, you're stealing from Dave Haas now, yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good idea, though. Have Haas on here. Haas. Oh, of course, I'm gonna have Dave on. I mean, I, I, I want to bet you, you just have come up a lot recently in terms of like things that have like inspired certain songs and stuff like that. So Thank- I thought it was very appropriate for for you to be on, but thanks for the suggestions. I will get, like, much cooler guests on um, later. <laughs> uh, but uh, Brian Fallon, um, Local Honey, out everywhere you steal your records from. Um, pick It Up. It's beautiful. Great record. And um, he's also in a band called The Gaslight Anthem. So if you're ever at the gym... Uh, that's what's playing on your fucking Peloton. Uh, and,
2: uh, <laughs> right after, send to the Foo Fighters after. Right after. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, thanks, man. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for having having me.
3: Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. All right. See you See soon. You. Bye. Peace.